Today is the fifth day of August. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. And it's great to be here with you as we move into the work week. And uh, of course, yesterday we began Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, known as 1 Corinthians, uh, as well as concluding 2 Chronicles. So today, as we move into the, uh, into the Old Testament portion of our reading, we're moving into new territory. Our, uh, our next book is called Ezra. And the book of Ezra is going to historically pick up essentially where we left off in 2 Chronicles. So the children of Israel are in exile. They've been carried off for their rebelliousness to God. And so the book of Ezra covers about the next 80 years and three different kings, Cyrus the Great, Darius, and then Artaxerxes. All of these kings actually provide favor and cover for the Israelites who are returning to their homeland. So Cyrus the Great begins that process literally having a desire to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem for the worship of God. And about 42,000 Israelites who, who have been in the Babylonian exile, crying and weeping for the day that God would restore them, well, they, they finally begin to make trips back under the leadership of a person named Zerubbabel to rebuild. Of course, they've been gone nearly a century, so they're going to face all kinds of opposition from the people that are there. And we see this in, in the intimidation that takes place. And then the political maneuvering that takes place. But they stick to the task. It, it's, it's a great reference point for us. This is a great point in the year for us to encounter the book of Ezra in our own lives as we stick to what we know God has given us to do in our calling in life, regardless of what, uh, what opposition we may face. So having said that, we begin today the book of Ezra. And we're reading from the God's Word translation this week. The promise the Lord had spoken through Jeremiah was about to come true in Cyrus's first year as king of Persia. The Lord inspired the king to make this announcement throughout his whole kingdom and then to put it in writing. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the world. Then he ordered me to build a temple for him in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. May God be with all of you who are his people. You may go to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build a temple for the Lord God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. All who choose to remain behind, wherever they may be living, should provide the people who are leaving with silver, gold, supplies, livestock, and free will offerings to be used in God's temple in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the families of Judah and Benjamin, the priests and the Levites, everyone God had inspired, came forward to rebuild the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. All their neighbors who were remaining behind provided them with articles made from silver and gold, supplies, livestock, and valuable gifts, besides everything that was freely offered. 
King Cyrus brought out the utensils belonging to the Lord's temple. Nebuchadnezzar had taken these utensils from Jerusalem and put them in the temple of his own god. King Cyrus of Persia put the treasurer, Mithridath, in charge of bringing them out. So Mithridath made a list of them for Prince Sheshbazar of Judah. This is the inventory. Gold dishes, 30. Silver dishes, 1,000. Knives, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Other silver bowls, 410. Other utensils, 1,000. The gold and silver utensils totaled 5,400. Sheshbazar took all these utensils with him when the exiles left Babylon to go to Jerusalem. These were the people in the province. They were the ones who left the place where the exiles had been taken captive. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had taken them to Babylon. These exiles returned to Jerusalem and Judah. All of them went to their own cities. They went with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reeliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvi, Reum, and Beana. This is the number of Israelite men from the people in exile. The descendants of Parash, 2,172. Of Shephatiah, 372. Of Ara, 775. Of Peath Moab, that is, of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812. Of Elam, 1,254. Of Zatu, 945. Of Zakai, 760. Of Bani, 642. Of Bibai, 623. Of Azgad, 1,222. Of Adonaikum, 666. Of Bigvi, 2,056. Of Aden, 454. Of Ater, that is Hezekiah, 98. Of Bizai, 323. Of Jorah, 112. Of Ashum, 223. Of Gebar, 95. The people of Bethlehem, 123. Of Netopha, 56. Of Anathoth, 128. Of Asmaveth, 42. Of Kiriath Jerim, Kipira, and Biroth, 743. Of Rama and Giba, 621. Of Michmas, 122. Of Bethel and Ai, 223. Of Nebo, 52. Of Magbish, 156. Of the other Elam, 1,254. Of Harim, 320. Of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725. Of Jericho, 345. Of Sinea, 3,630. These priests returned from exile. 
the descendants of Jediah through the family of Jeshua, 973. Of Emer, 1052. Of Pashur, 1247. Of Harim, 1017. These Levites returned from exile. The descendants of Jeshua and Cadmiel, that is, Hadoviah, 74. These singers returned from exile. The descendants of Asaph, 128. These gatekeepers returned from exile. The descendants of Shalom, Ater, Talmon, Akub, Atita, and Shobai, 139. These temple servants returned from exile. The descendants of Zia, Asufa, Tabeot, Kiros, Sia, Pedon, Lebana, Hagaba, Akub, Hagab, Shalmai, Hanan, Gedel, Gehar, Rei, Rezin, Nakoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasia, Bisai, Asna, Munim, Nefusim, Bakbok, Akufa, Harher, Bazdut, Mihaida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tima, Nazia, and Hatifa. These descendants of Solomon's servants returned from exile. The descendants of Sotai, Asophareth, Peruda, Jeala, Darkon, Gidel, Shephatiah, Hatil, Pokoreth, Azabaim, and Ami. The temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants totaled 392. The following people came from Tel Malay, Tel Harsha, Karub, Adan, and Emer, but they couldn't prove they were Israelites on the basis of their father's family or their genealogy. The descendants of Deliah, Tobiah, and Nakoda, these people totaled 652. These descendants of the priests couldn't prove their families were Israelites. The descendants of Hobiah, Akoz, and Barzillai, who had married one of the daughters of Barzillai from Gilead and took that family name. These people searched for their family names in the genealogical records, but their names couldn't be found there. For this reason, they were considered contaminated and couldn't be priests. The governor told them not to eat any of the most holy food until a priest could use the Urim and Thummim to settle the problem. The whole assembly totaled 42,360, in addition to the male and female servants, who numbered 7,337. They also had 200 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When some of the heads of the families came to the Lord's temple in Jerusalem, they contributed freewill offerings to help rebuild God's temple on its former site. They contributed as much as they could to the treasury for this work. 1,030 pounds of gold, 5,740 pounds of silver, and 100 robes for the priests. The priests, the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own cities. 
all the other Israelites settled in their own cities. First Corinthians 1, 18 through 2, 5. The message about the cross is nonsense to those who are being destroyed, but it is God's power to us who are being saved. Scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will reject the intelligence of intelligent people. Where is the wise person? Where is the scholar? Where is the persuasive speaker of our time? Hasn't God turned the wisdom of the world into nonsense? The world with its wisdom was unable to recognize God in terms of his own wisdom. So God decided to use the nonsense of the good news we speak to save those who believe. Jews ask for miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But our message is that Christ was crucified. This offends Jewish people and makes no sense to people who are not Jewish. But to those Jews and Greeks who are called, he is the Christ, God's power and God's wisdom. God's nonsense is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, consider what you were when God called you to be Christians. Not many of you were wise from a human point of view. You were not powerful in positions or in the upper social classes. But God chose what the world considers nonsense to put wise people to shame. God chose what the world considers weak to put what is strong to shame. God shows what the world considers ordinary and what it despises, what it considers to be nothing, in order to destroy what it considers to be something. As a result, no one can brag in God's presence. You are partners with Christ Jesus because of God. Jesus has become our wisdom sent from God our approval, our holiness, and our ransom from sin. As scripture says, whoever brags must brag about what the Lord has done. Brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I didn't speak about God's mystery as if it were some kind of brilliant message or wisdom. While I was with you, I decided to deal with only one subject. Jesus Christ, who was crucified. When I came to you, I was weak. I was afraid and very nervous. I didn't speak my message with persuasive intellectual arguments. I spoke my message with a show of spiritual power so that your faith would not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. Psalm 27, 7 through 14. 
Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Have pity on me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, O Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not angrily turn me away. You have been my help. Do not leave me. Do not abandon me, O God, my Savior. If my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path because I have enemies who spy on me. Do not surrender me to the will of my opponents. False witnesses have risen against me. They breathe out violence. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in this world of the living. Wait with hope for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Yes, wait with hope for the Lord. Proverbs 20, 22 and 23. Do not say, I'll get even with you. Wait for the Lord, and He will save you. A double standard of weights is disgusting to the Lord, and dishonest scales are no good. Okay, so have you, have you ever f- sat down and started thinking through your faith uh, only to uh, be kind of led into a day, a season, an hour of doubt where you're like, this doesn't make any sense. This is all nonsense. This is, like, what is it that I'm believing here? This is foolish. Uh, I mean, some of you are like, no, I've never felt that way ever in my life. I, I have uh, lots of times. And it's the Apostle Paul in this letter to 1 Corinthians today who acknowledges that feeling, like affirms that that, that's what it looks like. So quoting from 1 Corinthians, the world with its wisdom was unable to recognize God in terms of its own wisdom. So God decided to use the nonsense of the good news we speak to save those who believe. Jews ask for miraculous signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But our message is that Christ was crucified. This offends Jewish people and makes no sense to people who are not Jewish. But to those Jews and Greeks who are called, he is Christ, God's power, and God's wisdom. God's nonsense is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. And uh, for me, like personally, that's been very, very frustrating. I would be a Greek in this story, one seeking the truth, seeking wisdom. Like, I've spent so much of my life studying theology, trying to make it all harmonize. When in the end, you are at a precipice and you have to step where there is no solid ground. And it's called a leap of faith. Like, all of it leads us to faith. So what Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians is is simple enough. God can't be found uh, inside the confines 
of human intellect or human experience alone. He's far bigger than that. And we can't categorize with human reason alone all the things that he will or will not do. So our very best attempts are weak at best to find God. It's a blind leap of faith, a leap that might look very foolish to many. But the thing about it is that foolish leap for us, when we take it, it turns us right side up. Like we see the foolishness that we've been living under all along and the futility of it all. But that just really reveals how spiritually disoriented humanity has become. And then that's what Paul's speaking to when he says, God's nonsense is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. But God shows what the world considers nonsense to put wise people to shame. God shows what the world considers weak to put what is strong to shame. God shows what the world considers ordinary and what it despises, what it considers to be nothing, in order to destroy what it considers to be something. As a result, no one can brag in God's presence. So it's kind of at this point where you have to acknowledge you're not going to figure it out. We do not know all that we think we know about anything, especially God. And God is not a a being that can just be co-opted to become a part of our lives, like the add-on to our lives while we remain in control as essentially our own functional God, our own sovereign. And yeah, it seems foolish to give up control of ourselves and believe in what we can't see. But it's that foolishness that brings us to the end of ourselves. Like where our strength ends is where we can encounter God. So God, Father, it is your presence we seek. It is your presence that we need. In every conceivable way, we need you. Even when we are running from you and trying to figure it all out in our mind, we need you. And so we realize it's a leap of faith. It's a surrender. And when we are in your presence, we can't really explain it to somebody who doesn't know. It seems like nonsense and foolishness to them. And even when we're trying to put it into words, it might seem like nonsense and foolishness to us. And yet, at the deepest core of our heart, at the deepest place of our identity, we we know. We know you're there. We know it's true. And so come, Holy Spirit, and allow us to let go of the nonsense of trying to figure it all out and rest in the faith that your presence is all around us and we are going somewhere together. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is a home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's happening around here. 
And uh, we're looking forward to something that's happening a little later this month, the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. So many of us have been on this journey for so long, and some of you have just kind of stepped onto the ship for, uh, you know, this is your first journey through the entire Bible. And so, we, you know, it's a virtual community. We're all over the world, and yet every day we come around the global campfire and we know that we're not alone. And over the course of a year, we kind of get to know voices, especially those who've called in and stuff, and that we've had some sort of interaction with. And this is an opportunity to kind of step out of that and into face-to-face, like being able to see each other. Like, I know you. I've, been, I've, I've known about you. I've known your story for a long time, and now I'm seeing you face-to-face. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I mean... In some ways, selfishly, it's a beautiful thing for me uh, because I love to shake your hands and hug your necks and know that we have, we've been on this journey together. But it also just makes my heart happy to watch that happening uh, among the community. So come, come to the rolling hills of Tennessee, uh, August 31st, over Labor Day weekend, where we're going to have the family reunion uh, out on the lake. It's going to be quite a time. And you can get all of the details at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. Look for uh, Family Reunion 2019. Now, if you're using the app, it's easy enough. Just There's a little drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner of the uh, app. And uh, that'll open up and you'll see initiatives in there. So all the details are there. And I hope to see you there in a few weeks. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There's a link, and it's on the homepage. And I thank you for clicking that link. If uh, you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, there are a number of numbers that you can use depending on where you are in the world. If you are in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is a number. In the, in the UK or in Europe, 4420360880078 is the number. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 6138820 is the number to dial. And that is it for today. I'm Brian, I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here, tomorrow. Hello, all you Bible friends, this is the first trip from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm gonna thank the lady who called in to say that she's playing for me 
thank you very much. I want to ask others to please, please pray for me for the horrible pain that I'm in each day, all day long. And also pray for me to get my regular voice back. Please. I thank you all in advance. And God bless each and every one of us. Thank you. God bless you. Bye now. Hi, family. This is Karen from Pennsylvania. And the reason I'm calling is for my son, Jake. Um, last year, I had left a request on the line, and um, some people got back to us. And I so much appreciate that. Thank you, family. Jake was 18 last year, and he was diagnosed with MS. Um, and family's been suicidal really bad since um, the diagnosis. Like, he says that he doesn't want to live and he doesn't care where he ends up and that he hates people. And this is, this is not my Jake. This is not my kid. I mean, it is, but he says things that I never would have expected to hear him say. And I know God is with us, but I uh, and I try not to be afraid. But I am afraid. I'm very afraid because he talks about it all the time. But he's so adamant that he doesn't want to be here. Sometimes he says that he he just wants to be with our father, and then other times he. Because he doesn't care if he ends up in hell, he just wants to die. So please, pray for Jesus. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Jonathan from North Carolina. Just wanted to call and pray for Ben and his marriage. Um, called in on the, or his plate on the 31st. Um, we just pray for restoration for his marriage. Oh, Lord, thank you so much that we can come before you in prayer. Thank you that there is nothing that is beyond your power. No relationship too broken, no situation too desperate that you can't restore it. And I just want to thank you for Ben and for his obedience to you and calling and asking for prayer for restoration of his marriage and obedience to you, not even personally knowing if um, that is your will or not. Um, and I just thank you, Lord, that you're for marriage and that. Um, ben is thinking about his kids and his family and what it would mean to them to have a family that was functioning well. And I just pray, Lord, that 
you would restore his marriage and that you would restore his family and that you would, um, as it says in your word, restore the years that the locusts is heavy. And um, I just thank you so much that you are for Ben, you are for his wife, and you are for their children, and that you have good plans for them. So Lord, I just pray for your honor and glory that you would restore them, that you would bring them close to yourself, and that you would uh, receive all the honor and the glory. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Jay from Nashville. Just wanted to give you folks an update. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just pray for me because I'm I'm uh, needing to change the depression med- medication that I'm on because it's causing uh, me some severe drowsiness um, and it's making things a little difficult for me to be tired all the time. Um, but praise God for pharmaceuticals. Praise God for doctors. Um, praise God for modern medicine. Um, and if you're dealing with... Um, you know, any mental health issues, just know that, no, you're not crazy. Um, you know, you just need, uh, you might need some counseling or some therapy or, you know, some medication. That's okay. You know, uh, I don't know about most people, but in my community, um, you know, my family and in, in the area where I grew up, you know, we were labeled if we had any mental health issues as crazy people. And nobody wants to be called crazy. Nobody wants to feel crazy when the reality is, Mental health is a real issue. It's, it's not something to, to shove under a rug and pretend that it's not there because um, the longer you wait to deal with it, uh, the more problems you're going to cause yourself in the long run. So um, let's embrace this mental health and get the help that we need. You know, um, I love you guys, and just keep praying for me. And have a great day. Hey, this is Sheila calling from Texas. Today I want to speak blessings upon your lives. This will help somebody. I speak to you who constantly receive curses and no words of affirmation. Today, by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ, I cancel every negative word ever spoken over your life. And I speak blessings upon you in the name of Jesus. God loves you and wants you to remember that he sees those wounds deep down in your heart. He wants you to release those that have cursed you over the years. He wants to give you a brand new heart, free of any wounds. Yours is just to forgive and now receive the blessings of the Almighty God. Shalom. Next, uh, I want to pray for Duane of Wisconsin. I just want to remind you that you are very, very much loved. You fell from your bicycle and now you injured your muscle and it's torn and you need to have surgery. I ask that the Almighty God will heal you and that the blood of Jesus will cover you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. May you receive healing and be made whole and may you call back and testify. God bless you. Blessings upon everyone on DAB. We love you. Bye-bye.